this is the Copper Crab Podcast. I'm Chaney Crab. Naveen Copperweiss in the building, y'all. If you guys want to grab some Copper Crab merch, of course, go to our bigcartel.com slash Copper Crab. If you would like any Entheos merch, you can grab the limited edition stuff uh, through our Big Cartel, which we send out ourselves at bigcartel.com, Entheos official, and you can also visit our regular store through Night Shift. If you guys want to call in and hear yourself played on the podcast with a question or comment, you can call the Golden Lobster Hotline at 615-420-7342. And we have some upcoming tour dates with our band Entheos with Oceano and Worm Shepherd. Uh, That's July 29th in West Chicago at the WC Social Club. July 30th in Minneapolis at Skyway Theater, the 31st Indianapolis Emerson Theater, and then August 2nd, Frederick, Maryland at Cafe 611. August 3rd in Pittsburgh at Preserving Underground, the 4th in Albany at Empire Underground, the 5th in Horseheads, New York, which we've never been to or heard of at the L, (laughs) and August 6th in Brooklyn at the Meadows, and August 7th in Columbus, Ohio at Ace of Cups. We also just announced we're playing Kentucky Irate Fest on Friday, August 26th. I believe Oceano is playing that Saturday, so go all weekend. Hell yeah. And after that, without further ado, our guest this week is Adam Warren of Oceano. Hey. Yo. What's up, man? Yeah, just getting ready for a tour again. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's been a while, right? yeah it's weird to realize that it has been a while <laughs> so is yeah. is this your first tour back since before the pandemic yes holy okay. shit! Yeah. okay yeah we just went through that uh we did a tour it was a lot longer obviously but yeah it's it's weird being on tour again i'll tell you what but fun yeah oh dude it's the best thing ever um but the the tour that we just did, so it was 30 days long, but there were 20 dates in the States and 10 dates in Canada. So it was mm. really like all of the drives were six or seven hours long. Oh, man. Yeah. So the good thing about the run that we're about to do, which, okay, how do you feel about this before we go into it? Do mm. you think this is called a run or a tour? <laughs> Technically, <laughs> technically it would be a run, I, I think. I think yeah. so too, man. We We're like... So when you go out for a weekend, you can't yeah. call that a We've tour. Kind of on, on the podcast, it's kind of like a running joke that we like make fun of people when they say they're going on tour, but it's for like two days, or like the weekend yeah. or something <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could not eat for the whole weekend. You know what I mean? You could yeah. like forego eating, <laughs> you know? So if, if you wouldn't like die of starvation, it's not that long In of a time. In the time, then yeah, it's not a tour, right? Yeah. Kind yeah. Of. <laughs> But the cool, <laughs> the cool thing about the tour that we're about to go on is that the drives are very short, and uh, plush. Yeah, you yeah. know how that goes. It's like then you can kind of enjoy your day, and it's not just <laughs> driving and getting no sleep because whatever you're driving is keeping you up at night. And yeah, yeah, it's uh, definitely was the way I wanted to do it personally I yeah, yeah. ease into this ease into this <laughs> is that kind of what this run is kind of just like a, a warm-up type of a vibe 
yeah, I definitely wanted the band to kind of come back with something that had a little less pressure and, but also kind of control the narrative of why we're coming back. And, you know, the whole reason is because we're, we, we fuck, we fuck with the people that fuck with us, you know? So I figured it'd be cool to uh, go back to the roots of the band and just start regional and, you know, and, and basically build the band back up in a sense, you know, from from home base and then, you know, and outward from there. OK. Well, so when was the last tour that you guys did? Uh, the last one we did, we did it was it was two runs back to back that then created a tour for us. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's like yeah. that's tour, a tour math. Yeah, that's a tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Music yeah, we math. did a. We did a, a, sh- a short run. It was us, Bite a Thousand, Scumfuck, and Gamma Sector. Um, and then we rolled that into, uh, it was us and Born of Osiris and um, Car Bomb, which was tight. Okay. And, uh, and Last 10. Yeah, so that was that's what we, we kind of set that up so we could roll into Boo. Got it. And, and that, that was like yeah, in was 2019 or something? Yeah, that was right. That was right. We, were, we, we ended right when right before all the tours started getting canceled in 2019 and then we okay. just kind of chilled so yeah. were you like consciously taking time off from the band and then everything just kind of happened in 2020 along with that or uh yeah we were gonna we were we were ready to go we were pretty much getting ready to do maybe like an ep an album something um just release music we were gearing up to just take the usual break to, during the winter and then get back at it and then all this pandemic shit happened so figured figured what better time to take a break and recharge and just live a normal life for a bit and yeah i I definitely took advantage of that (laughs) yeah yeah so how did it feel to because i guess you guys have probably toured quite a bit since the band started so i mean i know a lot of guys that are been in bands longer and then They've been basically on tour for whatever, 10 years, and then they had time off. I know some of them went like insane and some of them yeah. did pretty good. Like, how, how did you feel about not touring for that long? Um, I liked it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah. I think we're all in agreement there. Yeah. It was just nice to do, just to do, get into other things that I'm into and like have plenty of time to do that uninter- uninterrupted. And still be able to do music, you know, yeah. still could do music just the same, just not travel. Totally. Yeah. And I think like for you, to me, you were one of the first people that I heard of doing the whole Twitch thing in the first place, like way before any of that stuff went down. And then once it happened, a lot of people were kind of switching over to Twitch because it was the way that they could still, you know, be musicians or do whatever. So you kind of had like... I'm I'm right about that, right? You had done that for a while before 2020 happened, right? Yeah, I was doing a, a different thing than I do now, but I was doing it. Uh, it was I was doing like a character, basically called like Black Mario. So I started that in like I don't even remember. It'd been like probably f- like four years total at the point when I ended it and rebranded my my thing to just myself. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. so I was doing like for four years up until now. Them. just wow. just experimenting with a lot of stuff i definitely wasn't doing music i was i was trying to do something far away from music uh and just just creative and just learn and just fuck around with 
multiple cameras and yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. which you know fucking le- trying to learn like script and stuff just to like switch scenes and, and do all this crazy shit i was like on some like mad scientist shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah like that it's always sunny meme that's you know when he's yeah. like sitting in the room that's you with twitch but yeah yeah uh, yeah <laughs> so were you doing like video game type stuff then or yeah it was a mixture it was a mixture of like, if you know, Dr. Disrespect, he definitely was a big influence on that approach, like just creating a, 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 an alter ego for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I did, but it was more, it was super in line with like Nintendo vibes. So like retro, retro games um, and a lot of modern Nintendo stuff. And then really that was it. Yeah, I, I would sprinkle in modern, like, you know, I maybe played like a zombie shooter here or there, but it was pretty much Nintendo retro game stuff that's cool man it's like and video games have never really like i have the extent of my video gaming is playing like grand theft auto 4 but it's cool okay. that there's this whole like thing out there that exists where people are watching other people play video games because when we were kids or when i was a kid i'm 33 so when i was a kid it was still kind of looked at as video games were like not uh, a life enhancing thing that you could do you know what I mean? But not, now it's like yeah, not viable. Yeah, not viable. Yeah. But it's so fucking cool that it's become like this huge thing. And Twitch really like there are so many people who have uh, just made a shitload of money, made a bunch of friends and, you know, made huge communities off of this thing and gotten paid and gotten jobs through something that no one thought was possible back then. Yeah, it's. So it's a new it's a new era of entertainment. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's <clears throat> I think it's really crazy and it's it's also harder for like people in bands that are like a little bit, you know, mid 30s, maybe a little bit older to try to like figure all that stuff out. You know, I've noticed yeah. that there's kind of people who are like, "Hey, this is pretty cool. I'm going to like get into it and like f- see what I can do in there." And then there's also people that are just kind of like, "Oh, this this is stupid like you know, back in my day, we used to hit oh, yeah. the road or, or whatever. But I honestly, for me, like I've said it a bunch of times, but it, like I always thought it was cool. Like when Job for a Cowboy came out and stuff, and that I was like, dang, they got big before they went on tour. That's sick. Like, yeah, yeah. I wish that we had a thought of that. You know, I'm I'm <laughs> way not smart enough to think of that. You know, for me, it's like yeah, you go and play in front of people and try to win them over. But I mean, I thought that was super sick when when they did that. So. I'm. I feel like I'm. I'm usually like behind the curve as far as tech goes, but um, it's just something that I've been trying to get better at for sure. And I think with the whole pandemic, it gave us a chance to do that. Yeah, it did. So, do you kind of feel the same way? Like, uh, how did you feel about when the tech thing got got kind of big? Because I know you guys were kind of pre. Were you guys pre MySpace or were you? Was my like right, right on MySpace. Days. Okay, so did you guys yeah. use that a lot back in the day? Oh yeah, yeah. MySpace was a big, I think, a big factor in Oceano popping right. off early in. Yeah, I mean, I think that that is how I heard about Oceano back in the day. I mean, I can't remember if that's how I heard about you guys. I know that I saw you a lot because you guys were from Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So bands like you guys and Veil of Maya and Dead to Fall and even after the burial because they were from or and Born of Osiris and yeah. after the burial was from Minneapolis. So all of those bands I like 
including you guys, I got to see before you were like signed to a label. I don't know if you were signed to a label. I think you were on Earache before, right? Is that yeah, we were probably we were touring a bit, doing regional stuff off without a label and stuff. Yeah, so I mean, those bands I saw, so I can't really remember if I heard about you on someone's top eight or. Oh yeah, because you were kind of like that cl- nearby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. So you do you live in Chicago still? Uh, I do not, but I like to keep secret where I live okay. now. <laughs> Fair <laughs> okay. enough. That's, that's well, without divulging why you, without divulging where you live, was there a reason for moving out of Chicago? For moving out of Chicago, I originally moved out of Chicago for quote unquote love, but it didn't work <laughs> out, but that's okay. Cause of course. I, I, I didn't, yeah, I wouldn't be doing any shit that I'm doing now without leaving home, you know, just new perspectives new experiences meeting new people that's i think that's definitely necessary just as much as like touring you know touring is the same thing it's mm-hmm. like it opens you up to a lot of cool new experiences and stuff yeah really. even does. if sometimes you're you're you know your fucking van shits out on you and you're left on the side of the road it's still it's all part of the process i mean yeah. all of those things really suck while they're happening but they make really good stories later Mm -hmm. on down the road i mean on the tour we just did our air conditioning went out and as we were driving through the south of course it was like a day off between texas and florida so the worst drive through new orleans (laughs) and our air conditioning was out the entire day and you know it's just a part of the tour that (laughs) i remember now that's a funny story and it's back and laugh at it yeah dude and it's shit that you share with people that you love so it's those days are just as important as the best day ever that goes the best yeah. way. Um, yeah. So I back to how are you feeling about getting back on tour? I feel kind of like indifferent at the moment. I think by the time I'm at rehearsals, it'll start setting in like, okay, okay, we're getting back to it. But I don't know. I think I'll definitely feel nervous uh, the first day because it could be, it's like the, it's just it's the it's just anxiety at its best for a first show back i always have like the coolest shows with the band on my comebacks so like it's with lorna shore so like okay we're gonna play our home show first show back at home with like the biggest band in deathcore right now great okay that's my first show cool okay (laughs) that kind of sucks that it's that biggest show (laughs) i know though that our first show was back in we played portland yeah on the last tour we did and it was sold out and it's like oh man that kind of ups the ante i feel yep. like those are almost the best performances when you're like when you have those nerves but you choose mm-hmm. to like defeat overcome them and you're like i'm gonna fuck this shit up right now yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was yeah. literally fucking horrified walking around at that show dude <laughs> I know like it's like, fr- a bunch of our friends were there like at the bar and they were all like having fun like yeah we're so stoked to see you guys with shows again you know and I walked up and I was just like oh, I can't do this I can't I can't be around these people like they're hyped and I'm I was just freaked dude I, I had to go like sit alone and just like stare for a second oh man but honestly it's for me it's one of those things like I'll be super nervous and then as soon as we start playing it's just like yeah we're good mm-hmm. we're back let's do this and then honestly, tour after that first show, it was kind of just like, all right, yeah, we're back on tour. And it felt normal. Oh, yeah. It comes back really quick. It's not. That's good. I mean, you know, it's that <laughs> thing 
Like, not everyone can tour, but once you tour and you're really about that lifestyle, it just never really leaves you. Yeah, definitely. And you, you've, like, gone on tour with bands and done merch and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I worked for Lorna Shore because they're homies. I wanted to get the fuck out of <laughs> I wanted to get fuck out of town for a minute. So okay. I, I worked for them and did merch. It was it was pretty cool. I actually made a lot in tips. So thanks everybody who tipped me. Oh, dude, that that's tour. what's up. Did you get yeah. recognized a lot. <laughs> yeah, that, for that totally. I was, you know, I was in the, the the house of Deathcore, you know, it was like Chelsea Grin, Lorna Shore, Ocean's <laughs> yeah. Eight Alaska tour, you know, like to definitely that was probably a good selling point for for lorna as well you know they're like what are you doing here ben yeah yeah <laughs> i know that's actually really smart yeah now that i think about it from a like selling merch perspective get someone who people recognize yeah. and then they're gonna be doing well in tips so they're not gonna be mad and you're yeah. gonna be selling more merch man that's what it's all yeah, about it was fun. <laughs> yeah so was that like i've always wondered what that's like i've never been on tour working for a band kind of wanted to yeah. try it at some point it seems like it'd be fun because you're just like I, I don't really care what happens doesn't matter to me i'll just fucking go home if you know, you're not like in, yeah. I got, for us i'm like you know in charge and it's like <laughs> right i'm responsible for the for everything yeah happening. that was definitely nice to not be having any type of i'm not making any big calls here i'm just yeah. <laughs> reporting to somebody you know making sure the money's there yeah and yeah that's it <laughs> and you're not attached to like how much did we make tonight you know yeah. are we going to be able to pay this bill or that bill like Seriously. yeah there's none of that going on it's just kind of like i mean i did merch for <clears throat> animals as leaders like 10 years ago oh, yeah and it was my first time ever doing merch on that scale. So it was kind of, uh, and it was in the middle of summer. So it wasn't the most fun I've ever had on tour, obviously, mm -hmm. but. And there was like 10 people know. in our van. So that's a little. There were 10 people oh. in our van. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there were no strings attached for me. And it wasn't, I mean, I would do it now because I know a lot more about just the entire thing. You know, I wouldn't, mm -hmm. I don't think I'd actually mind do it. I mean, I sell merch for our band. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Are you selling merch for your guys' band on this tour? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think that when oh wait no you were not selling merch on because our first tour Entheos's first tour was with you guys and I think they had Josh right? No Brian. I think you guys had Brian, Brian yeah. on merch. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, but you're just you. I feel like you're at the merch table more than most people are. I often have been. Yeah. yeah either that or I, I usually like to do thing i'm like do always doing something so I, I figure on this run i'll probably be also nagging you guys to do like con you want to link up and do some like content you know for like we're talking about some some social content some youtube content that's probably where i'll be spending my time before that i used to go out like game hunting or just try and go to like flea markets i was used tour as like a vessel to i guess at least get a little bit more involved in my other hobbies too because totally. the travel is kind of like the free part of it mm -hmm. so i usually give me they chilling with our merch dude because it's usually a, a homie so you know I, it's nice to have friends just kind of come check on you otherwise i'm just doing my own thing getting into some type of adventure or something well i think that's important because people may not realize this but tour can be super boring for musicians <laughs> yeah. on tour like backstage is not whatever <laughs> what you may think it is it's not like the 80s with babes and beer and like everyone's snorting coke <laughs> off of strippers yeah. you know 
<laughs> it's actually guys sitting on their phones. Checking in. Yeah. Just checking in <laughs> with girlfriends. <laughs> checking in. That's exactly it. I know. Yeah. You know what we were calling it on the last tour is uh, clocking in. Clocking in. <laughs> clocking in. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's not that fun backstage. So I think it's important to have something like that. Have other hobbies that you're that's interested in and try to thrive in those areas on tour. Yeah. That's definitely a cool thing. Yeah. So do you collect a lot of games? I can see behind you there's something really sick going on, but I don't know what it is. What? Uh, yeah, this is like the ends. I was collecting for like pretty much, what, seven years all through, I mean, seven years of touring, seven years of collecting uh, was what I was doing up until maybe like the last year or two. And I just wanted to get rid of shit. And it's it was a lot, you know, it was a lot of shit to move if you're moving like all those games. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we we just moved last yeah at the end of last man. year. With so. all the gear and stuff. Yeah, dude. It, it's oh. I was like, man, this sucks. Never Wish again. I'm anything. never moving a long distance <laughs> again. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. But I, I did I did collect, but I don't I don't anymore. I've this is just like remnants of a room that was like filled with games. So Okay yeah but I, i've kept some things eventually i want to get rid of like just everything i'm just like i just want to only own like my computer and my computer gear and just be a gypsy or something yeah, yeah go, dude, go full minimal i know that's like yeah. living the dream man living the dream right I there know. Uh, having yeah. a lot of possessions feels it's a huge weight yeah, literally it is. i never literally realized it. It. Yeah. yeah like something that i do now and i don't do it that great all the time but when I want to get something, I'll just be like, all right, you know what I got to do? Instead of that, I got to go get rid of something. Whoa. Try that out. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a, it's kind of a uh, similar feeling. It's like, oh, I'm fresh. Get rid of this crap. Yeah. Because I'm like the type of person who I'm like, uh, like you, I have a lot of hobbies and stuff. So I'm always like, oh, I got to get this you know, thing or whatever. And I'm just like, why? This is <laughs> shitty. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And then you have to lug it all across the country. I know. Move. Even yeah. our vinyl collection is pretty minimal. I mean, we maybe have like 150 records, and that was oh. rough to bring across the country. Yeah. It's just all of that stuff. In hindsight, I would have just gotten rid of everything, and I feel like we would have a lot less just period. But we could, you can buy the things that you really need in the long run. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just stuff. Yep. Yeah. It's like I'm trying to roll minimal on this tour that we do with you guys. I was like, I, I, I'm anything that I bring that's not gear has to fit in one backpack. I'm gonna try to roll like that. Yeah, it's like not too long. You can get away with a, a smaller pack. Yeah, yeah. Because I always like at the end of last tour, I was like, man, this fucking van is like such a wreck, you know. And then like we dropped everybody off at the airport, and they all got out and left. And like <laughs> the van looked the same, like yeah. the same oh, amount man. of shit. It was and I was like, stuff. oh my God, this is all me and Chaney's. Like we are not doing it right. Like this is fucked. Well, that's something that happens when the van is at your house. You can just endlessly put shit into it. Oh, I'll need this. Uh, yeah, let me grab this. Let maybe grab I'll, extra shoes. Maybe I'll, I'll need grab, six yeah. pairs of shoes. We might go clubbing one night on tour. I'm going to have to bring my heels. You know, it's like <laughs> a fucking. I like that attitude though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, I can find any outfit I want. But the reality is that I wear like three things yeah. on tour. I switch back yeah. and forth between those three things and then have stage clothes and 
Dude, I brought all the gear that's in this room for the podcast, thinking that I was going to set it up somewhere one day. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. we're talking like cameras, the the all this crap. We brought I mean, our t- we brought a television screen. Yeah, I was like, I'm bringing the monitor. monitor. Fuck it. I was like, why nice. did I bring this shit, dude? We didn't do it one time. We didn't do we didn't it have one time. time. And imagine if all of that shit would have gotten stolen. Then it's just yes. all another thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm rolling with one backpack and my iPhone, and yeah. that's it. I'm gonna try it out. Right. I mean, people are doing now what we're talking about doing, like taking very little items and going and living in a van for however many days. They do that for fun now, and they pay yeah. like really good money <laughs> to do it. You know. <laughs> but at the same time, it's kind of like the the dream, right? The dream. You're just yeah. li- you're living like a gypsy. And you're going like from town to town. You're meeting new people all the time. You you get to play a ripping show, which is like the ch- kind of a cherry on top. Mm-hmm. But it it is a cool life to live doing so, the thing. Are you actually thinking about like rolling around minimal style for a while? <laughs> um, I, I definitely want to have like a home base, but definitely minimal. Like I I am hoping that between tours I can travel a lot whatever that may be probably just to do make content link up with friends just have a good time okay. i think yeah cooping up during covid and all that shit was i i fucking bunkered down you know i fucking was chilling i had all my games i had my snacks i was chilling that whole time but now i'm just like all right i'm sick of this dude i'm yeah. sick of it i gotta get out <laughs> totally yeah i mean i'm kind of like that too i'm I can be such an introvert, but I really also like hanging out with people and like mm-hmm. the whole, you know, you learn a lot by hanging out with n- people and experiencing the whole thing. They, it's both things are great. And it's I'm, just, yeah, it's especially super sick traveling, not on tour. Like, yeah, uh, I think it was maybe in 2020 sometime, mm-hmm. uh, Cheney and I drove from, santa cruz california to or uh, portland but we did it in like three days to get up there and, and like and then yeah, like, we so drove you, along the coast on so Hawaii. yeah we drove for like three or four hours a day only and it was kind of like being on tour but it was like so fun like i, I had never i'd never done that before never like gone on a road trip that wasn't to play shows oh so, really yeah and dude it, I'm, I'm telling you man it was so fun like i was just like hey let's just pull over in this town for like three hours I'm like fuck it you know yeah. whatever let's just go get a beer or like i get some food it was yeah yeah it was really sick and i really want to now that we live in nashville i really want to do that out here and just like roll around for like a week or something because it's like i said it's just really cool especially for people who have toured and not got the chance to do that mm-hmm. yeah where do you know where you want to uh travel to hmm i don't I'm I don't <laughs> I would love I would love to just like be able to just hop in a car and just I don't know just go wherever like maybe yeah. like have a week to do whatever the fuck just make sure that I'm back you know wherever I need to be at this at a certain point in time I think yeah I think the touring has maybe made me a little numb but also a little bit more free to just see where I end up you know like yeah I, 
it's just I don't I think you know we've seen a lot of places so we kind of are familiar with most big cities you know and we can just navigate ourselves pretty well in any place we've been already right totally <laughs> and one thing that touring does is it makes every drive seem a lot shorter than it actually is because yeah. earlier when I was thinking about um bands from like the midwest I was thinking of this band called Everest do you remember them yeah Dude, I fucking loved that band. And they were having vocal auditions and I wanted to try out for the band and I hit them up and was going to try out, but the drive was four hours and I hadn't toured before. So to me, being like an 18 year old kid, a four hour drive seemed like it was forever and mm. just totally undoable for me to be in a band and do that whole thing but now that i've toured so much a four-hour drive is like absolutely nothing you know i could yeah. hop in the car and just fucking do that today and end up <laughs> in illinois from nashville yeah four hours is not is nothing <laughs> like I, I learned to time travel in my brain through touring like you just like <clears throat> numb yourself to a certain point where it's just like all right it, four hours feels like two yeah. six hours feels like four <laughs> right and what I do is I just pretend that we're never going to get there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. I'm just like, I'm in this van forever driving. Yeah, and then no. eventually you get there and you're like, all right. So awesome. <laughs> then it's dope when you get there. You're like, oh, man. <laughs> That's, That's a good trick. tactic. Yeah. That's my trick. Yeah. Because we like we Chaney and I almost like every tour that we've started, we have to drive for like four days, two or three, four days. To get mm, to it to get and to, to it, get yeah. from it. And we we do the drive home alone. Yeah. So it's like Yeah, the last tour it ended in Vancouver, Canada, and then we took everybody to the airport and then it was like, All right, let's go. And we drove Whoa. back yeah, to Nashville. Yeah, man. Not a good time. That's what uh, one of the things when we saw the dates for this tour, we were like, Let's fucking go, dude. This is sick. <laughs> like well, finally a tour that's not like, you know, days away. That's something that I actually really enjoy about living in the middle of the country as opposed to California where we lived before because like regional stuff doesn't really happen in California because everything is so fucking far away. You have to drive yeah. eight hours from where we were to get to Portland to get out I think out it's of more than that. It's like 12. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You're totally right. Yeah. So it's like I'm really glad to be in the center of the country now where we can do regional stuff like that because – We've always wanted to do that. It's just been so hard for us to do. And I think yeah. it's kind of important to like build a band that way. Is your last, uh, is the K Kentucky Fest going to be your last thing for the whole outing? The, yeah. Yeah. So we're taking the rest of the year off because our, uh, we have an album that's nice. like, you know, we're going through all the music video and stuff, uh, doing mm -hmm. all of that type of stuff. So we're taking the rest of the year off and our next tour is in April. Sweet. So yeah, the Kentucky thing is our last. Uh, are you guys doing more stuff after that? Uh, perhaps, I think <laughs> by the time. When, when does this air? When will this air? Uh, before the tour, like right before okay. the tour. By then, I think by it's then like the it'll 22nd. be announced. It announces sick. tomorrow. Oh, sick. So. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, who's yeah. it Not with? coming out tomorrow. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're, uh, it's carnifex spite oceano okay dang. i don't know who's what the order is from there but uh left to suffer and crown magnetar 
It's a pretty solid ass tour. Yeah, oh, really awesome. Solid. Yeah, that'll yeah. be sick. That announces tomorrow, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. All right. So it announced nine days ago. <laughs> if you're listening yeah. to this podcast now. That's, that's yeah. sick, man. That's a great tour uh, for you guys. That'll be awesome. Thanks. Is it in September or when is it? Yeah, it's September September into October. It's it's like five weeks. Because yeah. Carnifex always loves to do five week tours. Yeah. <laughs> Road dogs. They yeah. love it. Yeah, they're legit. They're like van tour. Let's go. Yeah, get, the, get yeah. the fucking work in. Oh, dude, totally. Yeah, they kill it, and they have sick. They have like a stage production thing going on. Yeah. You know, they have like huge. What do they sick. have? Like metal carvings or something? When we did oh, that yeah. tour with them. Yeah, they had like. Um, oh, the lo- that was the logos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah those are yeah. Super okay. Sick. Yeah, yeah. And they have uh, fog cannons. Also pretty Dude, sick. Dude, yes. And they have a really sick lighting thing going on. Mike does yeah. their their lights. They they rip live. That, I hope that should, awesome. I hope it comes to somewhere around here. Yeah, Nashville. Jenny and I will definitely go. I hope so. That'll be I sick. Think it, I think it may I think it may. It's it's pretty extensive. <laughs> <laughs> right. Is it going to Canada? Uh no Canada. It's all just US. Oh shit. So it's totally yeah. coming to Nashville then if yeah, it's five yeah, weeks yeah. long. That's awesome. Is that the last thing that you guys are doing this year? Uh, no. Then right after that, we go to Europe for Despise Icon Decapitated, and Ooh. Distant is on it, and Viscera. Okay, yeah. that's so awesome. you guys are so like, like fully, right after. You're fully back. Let's go. Yeah, it kind of all just <laughs> that all that came together within like two mo- two months. I don't know okay. like what the fuck happened. It just it's it just started with like i don't know like we had an offer for the carnifex thing and we were kind of like you know it was just that was it and then uh our gino who's now our manager because we didn't have a manager and i was like and he's a homie and so we got him on board he was hitting us up to do the lorna show um because someone wanted to us to get on that and then from that it turned into us maybe doing a tour around the lorna tour the lorna show which is now that (laughs) tour that we're doing together and then we're like well we should probably take that offer as well and then europe it just kind of came together really oddly just at just the perfect time because we were already kind of realized that we had an album's worth of music if not two albums worth of music pretty much done (laughs) so just it just timed up pretty cool. So, so are you guys tracking an album right now? Yeah, um, we're doing a combo between it's it's we're recording it at our home bases respectively. Um, we all have like a, where I'm at, I have a studio. I'm doing vocals where uh, Scott's at. He's doing guitars there. Matt's doing drums, and we're all kind of just combining it. And um, that's what we're doing. Yeah. So I'm working on vocals. We're about. I think we're like halfway, but we're going to be dropping a single soon. It should be out hopefully by the time this airs as well. If not, somewhat soon. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Dude, that's yeah. amazing. Uh, is this coming out on Sumerian as well? Yeah. 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 Hell it's yeah. a Sumerian release. Well, so I wanted to, you just mentioned that you guys just got a manager. Have you not never had a manager before? And this is your first... Like, oh, we we have we always have yeah okay it was just we were kind of just chilling and we didn't you know no, nothing was happening for like two years so totally yeah, we just wanna picked our homie uh Gino up who's been a, a a friend of the band for pretty much since we started yeah that's sick I think that people always kind of go back and forth with like the having a manager thing and no one yeah. really knows like when to get a manager like whether you should do it 
when you're just starting out or 10 years into your career or whatever. So it's always interesting to hear everyone's take on that. Yeah. I was going to try and do <clears throat> when we were, I was going to try and do everything myself and with the help of the band dudes, but I realized very quickly how it, that wasn't going to work if I was going to try and do my own endeavors as well. It right. Was, I, would, I realized the reason that probably Oceano got that steam in the beginning was like, no one had, a life besides the bands that's yeah, all yeah. we fucking put our time into and it's different now yeah so that is that that's an important thing for you to like have a whole separate thing aside from oceano you're not just adam the vocalist you're adam the multifaceted dude who does a lot of different shit yeah i would i would lose my mind if i was just stuck doing one thing yeah. <laughs> i can't survive with that i'm a variety type of guy i guess yeah. <clears throat> me too 100 percent well, yeah, I think that when you are fully like invested in one thing, then when something like the pandemic comes along, you do lose your mind because your whole sense of identity is attached to like this touring person yeah. and, and that one thing. So when it's stripped away, you know, where are you supposed to go from there? It's important yeah. to have a, a bunch of different stuff to be into. Yeah. I realized like, creating other types of music was something that I definitely started diving a lot more into from the break and stuff too, which has made me enjoy and desire getting back to Oceano and metal a lot more. Cause it was like, it was just, you know, it was such a relief just to, just to do lots of different stuff, you know, like mm -hmm. scream on shit that usually doesn't have screaming, sing on shit, you know, and that doesn't, you know, just fuck around really and experiment at home and with other like musicians was really cool that's something i like never did until the last like couple of years wow that's so awesome did you put any other music out like that uh yeah i i did uh i dropped some r&b stuff but i like deleted that because i rebranded everything but the most recent thing i think that's different from metal is uh I dropped a song with uh two uh dub and bass producers uh Kezo and the other they're actually two it's two of them AT aliens uh it's like a dub EDM bass type of song oh um, sick oh, nice. I'm awesome. trying yeah. to listen to that is it yes yeah, did you Sorry, scream did you scream or sing on it yeah I'm screaming I'm screaming on it oh sick yeah so it's, it's really like cool. it's yeah it's it's like it's it's like a dubstep heavy metal kind of mixed together that's awesome Naveen right. and I both love uh that area of, of music as well we're into like drum and bass and all of that type of shit yeah so. I've, I've been definitely i've always liked it in in small doses only because i haven't i hadn't really dove deep into it but when i once i started like working on this song with them i was like yeah, okay i'm gonna dig a little deeper i really like um oddly um what is it um it's like a trancier type i'm trying house i like house music yeah. a lot i like house okay. too really, yeah been really vibing on house music and and like i don't really know what else to call it. it's like really just trancey stuff that okay. just, you can just get lost in <laughs> that's sick i like house when it's done like in a certain way because there's a certain like dj poly d type of house that's not type my thing <laughs> yeah. but there's a certain type of house that's really fucking sick more, more like yeah. jazzy house where there's like cool chord yep. progressions and yeah. shit like that going on yeah yeah right totally. sure. I'm definitely way have that. you been to any festivals or anything yet no i want to oh that's, that's gonna be okay. your that's gonna be the <laughs> the final like thing that pulls you over to that side 
You're like, this is the best thing ever. Oh, man. Yeah. It's It's just go to like a smaller festival. Find something sick and small. We went to this festival called Unsfest in uh, Northern California. That's like, there are probably 2,000 people there, maybe 1,500. And it's like a drum and bass festival. It's Uh, like dubstep and like only like nothing mainstream or pop sounding at all, which was surprising and really cool. Yeah. Cause you, you like ultra underground electronic music for like three days, and we like camped and everything. And it was it was fucking it's just badass. So man. Fun. It was really fun. It's it's a different vibe than metal festivals, yeah, definitely. But <laughs> metal festivals still have like this awesome vibe where you feel like at one with everyone there, like it's a brother mm. and sisterhood. Uh, it's just a different kind of brother and sisterhood. Yeah. I still don't completely feel. I still feel like somewhat of an outsider when I go to like electronic stuff. You know, I'm like, yeah. When I'm at a metal show, it's like, fuck yeah, this <laughs> fucking metal. You know, f- like when we're at the suffocation show, you know, it's like, yeah. I'm just like, I'm home, dude. You know, oh, bring totally. It. Yeah. Have you yeah, been to check it out? Have you been to any shows, metal shows, since the this whole thing like picked back up? Yeah, I was using that as my my kind of ease into the whole getting back on stage, I figured start as, you know, just a show goer and just get the whole shit ton of people and just, you know, possibly talking to shit tons of people out of the way and then, you know, get on stage. So I went to like a few, uh, last one I went to was, I believe, um, was it like what they call it? Rage Fest. It was Attila. And that's where I met actually it was like two shows at this on the same day it was attila and then also i didn't get to check out most of that show but um and traders was in town as well so attila it was like attila and i know crown magnetar was on that i think islander was so i went into the, i went to that and i saw a little bit of also it was like traders scum fuck left to suffer i think those were the, the two shows two heavy shows i was last at that's awesome is that do you kind of go to like more deathcore shows than death metal or what's your like, what kind of metal do you, mm. are you like a part of, are you into? I usually lately, I try and go to concerts for music that I'm less familiar with or haven't engaged in a lot. Like, so lately I've been going to like, to like R&B rap, Afro beat kind of stuff, you uh-huh. know, and then then I'll usually look out for bands that I just know or like or really, really need to see. Like I saw <clears throat> Gojira for the first time. That was absolutely necessary. And that was oh, yeah. fucking sweet. So uh, I, just, I like to mix it up more than anything. But uh, usually Deathcore side, if like if I was going to ne- probably like next time Behemoth, I think they are going on tour. That probably would be the next thing. I'd want to go to away from deathcore that I know is happening. That's Are they done going on tour? I don't know. I, I don't think, know. I guess I get to see Decapitated on tour. So that would be one. I yeah, know that'll they're, be they're doing stuff. Very yeah, sick. that's probably one of my favorite death metal bands for sure. Yeah. Top three. Who are your other two? Uh, Behemoth. And damn, I really they've really just stuck with me. We played like a short run with them <laughs> and it was really cool. Vital remains. I really like okay. vital remains. Sick. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, animals as leaders toured with them. If you can, believe really? 
Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> it was uh, Summer Slaughter 2010. You know, we were just talking about there's no Summer Slaughter this year. This has got to be like the first, or is there a Summer Slaughter? And I just don't know about it. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, it I would be a You gave me a look. So neither of us are playing it. And I, I mean, Summer Slaughter is usually announced by now. But that's no, weird. I, I think, think it's so. the first time in the last like 11 years that there hasn't been a Summer Slaughter. Yeah. They, they did one uh, last year? I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah. They did that one. Or wait, wrote, not but... last year, but the year before the pandemic. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think they did. They did one that everyone was like mad about, right? Because it like wasn't death metal. So, oh well, that's seems one... like every. That seems like every other year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. It's like, well, you know, no matter what, someone's gonna be mad about some lineup. Yeah. It's it's dumb. Just be happy. There's an awesome metal tour happening. Just yeah. go to it, dude. <laughs> but uh, what kind of like R and B and stuff have you been listening to? Uh, the weekend clearly behind me. Uh, oh, dude, he the just dropped something new. Uh, he's. I've been listening to The Weeknd since I, uh, what was that? It was before he like really blew up. Uh, yeah. It, what was it called? Tr- what was the name of it? Why was it know, escaping was me right now? It starts with a T. The compilation, the tri- trilogy. Yeah, the trilogy, that, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Weeknd fucking rules. And he's such a good singer. And a lot of people like to say that like pop singers cannot sing. But I mean, The Weeknd is like, is clear proof that pop singers can sing and really well better than anyone else and that's why they're super famous pop singers yeah yeah he's amazing I, I, it's it's crazy though to realize that there are still people that do lip sync in like the music <laughs> industry and i did not know that until i people started showing videos and i was like no way yeah <laughs> i've heard of like metal bands my man oh my gosh i, would... I wish i mean that'd be an easier day that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> i know no energy at all (laughs) imagine that then it'd be really hard explaining like why some people's veins pop out when they scream and other people don't (laughs) i'm dehydrated (laughs) that's why (laughs) have you jammed that new drake at all it's like that's like a house album yep i have i I do like it yeah i definitely like it i kind of didn't like it the first time i heard it i was like what's what is what's going on here and then I listened to it a bunch of times after that, and now I totally love it, dude. Straight yeah. up, yeah, so good. I've I've started to realize artists now, it's kind of moving away from like you know, staying consistent. Yeah, with like your one sound, it's more like this is the project that we're doing right now. Know. You know, mm-hmm. it's like we're doing a dance project or like a you know a heavier project. I feel I like like for instance like Ghost Main, I think does a similar kind of vibe where it's like we're doing trap metal this but then we're doing more metal this I, I like that where it's like you're more there for what the artist is creating more than it being yeah. consistent every time well that i really thought that is cool to when i like when artists like hit you sideways and you, and then you kind of have to be like all right well hold on a second like i trust this guy so let me try <laughs> to get into this because totally. they obviously know what they're doing you know i, I like <laughs> that good... and i feel like i feel like as far as pop goes like drake is totally like that you know he's just like here's what we're doing and you know you're gonna think it's cool you know why because i'm drake the, Fuck you. the weekend <laughs> very much too like the weekend mm-hmm. and drake both do that like they put out they lead the pack and yeah. whatever yeah. they do is cool and everyone's gonna think it's cool and i wish that 
people would embrace that more with metal bands because I think it's fucking awesome when metal bands do something that's a little like off the wall or not something yeah. that you'd necessarily expect from them. But there's this whole thing attached to metal where it's like people kind of hear you at one point and may want you to stay that way. But artists and bands evolve and that's a part of the fun of like creating. Yeah. Do you see, do you ever see yourself singing in Oceano? Because I do know, like oh, I remember man. back in the day, like <laughs> I saw that you singing along to a dude playing acoustic guitar. <laughs> yeah. That was a little acoustic project I did with a friend named Travis. It was just called Trav and Adam Acoustic. Um, singing, singing for Oceano. We've trickled it on one album, but I mean, that album's like now some people, I think more people like it than I thought, mm -hmm. but uh, I don't think it was properly executed, even if it was like a lighter kind of accent. I don't think it'll ever be like in the forefront, but for instance there is a song on our newer stuff where technically i am you know i am like kind of singing in a sense but it's more for adding to like the atmosphere in the background i think i could see that being more the way where it's like um as as the vocalist i start to take over more i'm trying to take over more of the full on experience you know of what you hear vocally more than just me doing you know my 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 vocals you know the screaming um trying to do more like i'm adding to to the to the ambience of our music just as much as scott is playing you know his parts his leads and things like that i think it'll go that route where i'm just using my my melodic voice in different ways just to add to the music definitely more a cool than, idea i like yeah, all that I, stuff that you guys add like the ambient layers and everything yeah, so that sick. could definitely Thanks. be cool getting in there with all that so are you talking about doing that with screaming too like taking screaming and adding it to layers i think that but also like singing like just straight ass like you know like i'm doing more you know like holding out notes just holding out certain notes and things like that yeah. or there's there's that's where the creative i think mindset is for me mm -hmm. with what we're doing is coming at it more like a voice actor than a vocalist totally. where i'm i'm painting my, my parts of you know this picture and adding it in how i see and maybe we don't need, you know, um, we don't need to use, you know, like, like uh, samples or anything like that for certain effects. I can just fucking do them, you know? And I think that that is way cooler. It gives it more like a fucking Pixar movie type feel, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's like, okay, you know, you had one or two vocalists do all the sounds and the guitarists do all the sounds. There's no sampling, no, you know, picking and prodding of other pieces and it's all original yeah. the whole way through absolutely we've been that's something that we did on our new album as well because we've used a lot of like synth stuff in the past and there is a part of that that's really awesome but there's another part of that that for us has always kind of been like well no one's playing this live and mm -hmm. so it kind of lose like that is another musician and it's never fully on, yeah recreated on stage so this time around we used a lot of like all of the the layering on the album pretty much is just guitar yeah. or you know their vocal parts and all of that shit and i think that's really cool because synth is cool and it adds a cool layer but it's even cooler when it's like being produced by members of the band yeah. fully and completely and the instruments that you see on stage 
I think it's more okay, original, yeah. like what you were saying. You know, it's kind of an yeah. original mm-hmm. sound rather than like, oh, I downloaded this sick plugin. Let's let's go with it. You know, kind of yeah. a thing. Yeah. Uh, do you? It's a little more fun too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, dude. It's it just sounds more live when it's like let's yep. layer it up with like guitar creepy shit and well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's cool. I like it. I definitely mm-hmm. like became more aware of that. I think after playing the songs a little more live because when you're in the studio you can just get like lost and you're just in the studio so it's like oh let's just fly all this shit in there it sounds cool but then live you're like hmm, now we're like an ipod symphony i'm not really yeah <laughs> you know like, it sounds totally it's, it's kind of stale yeah. live you know mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> do you have you always tracked yourself or is this the first time that you're doing that um so i just tracked myself for the pre-pro um oh, okay. and i did that i did that live on twitch i i felt that would be cool for people that want to catch it oh, so yeah, that's, that's awesome. what i just did yeah i i just i'll if i'm being real it's not so much the music but just the process i think of writing metal for me over the years has become a little like boring and maybe like not challenging so i started to try and just challenge myself and so lately what i do when i write is i just i just come off the top of my dome and I, if if it takes four hours to write a song i just sit for four hours and i write it in four hours and then tweak it later you know but that's how i did it for all of the new oceano stuff is i wrote every single song live um just live so four or five hours usually and then i don't think i really changed much maybe some lines but pretty much just all just off the top based on what i was feeling uh what the music made me feel and i just went with that so um i did it all at home i wrote it all at home and kind of pre-pro at home but now i'm recording our actual you know the the actual studio versions elsewhere. Okay. Well, I think that's a fascinating idea. So you, it was lyrics and patterns just all on the spot. Yeah. Wow. So when you went into that, did you know what you were going to write about at all? No, I didn't want, I, no, I didn't really want to. Yeah. It's like some days, some, there was like like maybe one or two songs where I just like woke up and I was definitely like bummed out. And so I went, I like, it just so happened scott the song that scott had for me that day to work on on stream was like okay this song is very fucking sad feeling so perfect you know and and it just it just worked i I (laughs) I I kind of just trusted the vibes just to work and i didn't want to i was just sick of feeling the pressure of creating an album so i just wanted to just fuck it you know we didn't have a deadline we were just writing music and then when i pulled back and i was like I started counting songs, you know, putting them together. I was like, we just did an album. I was like, all right, cool. We're done. That's, <laughs> that's fucking awesome. That's a great way to do it. Cheney, let's, I know, uh, should we do that? Let's, can I we do that? Know, that's honestly <laughs> inspiring. I mean, you know, in progressive metal, like there's a lot attached to like huge storylines and you're thinking about writing things out for a million years. And I've always come from where you're talking about like a more emotional lyrical mm-hmm. level, but it still takes me forever to write lyrics patterns i can do like in a second lyrics will take forever but i think that that's um just a really awesome exercise to do in the first place just sit there with a song four hours and you're like i'm going to have this song done by the time we're out of here no matter what and that's i think that things can come off a lot more honest that way yeah i mean that's how i did the drums on the new album i was like i didn't i didn't practice or pre pro anything and i was just like let's just record the drums shit yeah, it came out pretty sick 
I mean, <laughs> you know, I, we were talking because I wanted to be flexible, you know, to be able to just like do stuff. That, yeah, I didn't want to be like so in the groove, and then right. you hear it like in the studio, and you're like, uh, it could have been. We could, I wanted to be able to like be able to change it on the fly, like, oh, let's try that, let's try it this way, let's try like a different beat here or there, and not be like, no, it's got to be this this right. way. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I mean that rigid of like going into the studio as that. I don't like that. Yeah, t it does take away from yeah. some of the personality that you can hear in, in mm. like instrumentation. And like the magic is like just letting things vibe. That's what I like. I yeah. love doing that. Yeah, because, you know, everyone has a style. And when you super edit things like with drums, especially like in metal, you can take away a lot of the style of a drummer yeah. or the style of a guitar player by over fucking editing it and... By someone sitting and like or just overthinking, over the parts. yeah, overthinking it. Like, all right, this part's going to be on the crash, and then the ch you know, it kind of goes down the line with mm -hmm. everything. Like, I don't know. I like it to be. There's a sweet spot between, like, calculated and super lively. You know, that's where I want to be, right in that middle of territory. Yeah, I like that. What yeah. was it intimidating for you, uh, doing it all live on Twitch? um uh, to start but i think i just i i did a lot of like switching my mentality on things and i just realized that uh that's what we do is live perform so this is no different it's just digital and i don't have the stress or you know like have to worry about actually people there you know i just i started to just look at it like this is now the way that i'm performing while i can't do it live so it's not really any different if anything i have more control of over everything and when i started looking at it that way i stopped really caring about it you know and that's that's when i just started leaning into it and you know i i feel as i've tried to tell uh kids that have been nervous you know to get into vocals or music you know it's like we're all creating noise that if you if we probably threw our family in there you know like to meet up with us they'd be like what the fuck's going on you know like, it's like <laughs> only we know what this language is that's metal you know so it can suck to one person but to a massive amount of people it doesn't suck it's something like real and important so we all sound like shit to somebody is how I look at it. You <laughs> might as well just fucking go. <laughs> so uh, when you're recording on live stream, can they hear the, the tracks too, or can they only hear the vocals? Uh, they hear everything. I do it through, I okay. have my Dom just, I'm still learning through uh Reaper. So um, yeah, I just have everything just right okay. in there. So there's hearing me. Cause yeah, I've wanted to, track. to do the stream while writing thing, but I'm like, I don't know. Am I like giving it, I have this weird, it's probably like a, a bad old school mentality of like, all right, when it's done, then everybody can hear it, you know? Yeah, what I mean, because I know that I... it would be interesting for people to show people like, you know, well, of course, how we do it. Yeah. But I'm always yeah. like, I don't know, is someone going to, I guess it doesn't really matter anyway, because it's like only a fraction of those who are going to hear it are going to watch the live stream. You know, it's not like mm -hmm. everyone who hears the band's going to tune in. You know, I guess. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they'll still be stoked for the <laughs> final product. Yeah, and I don't know. I, it's not like they're. I don't know. Did anybody like screen grab some of it and like put it on YouTube or something like that? I don't know. I, I like worry about. Like, I yeah, I like did. That. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There we go. There we go. There we go. I mean, I think that there's a lot of value in putting that stuff out there, whether or not you're giving a lot away or not, because mm -hmm. there are people who it 
like they get super anxious and they think that nothing they ever do is as sick as what like the professionals are doing or they're not doing this right or that and to see someone write a song quickly and kind of have no just be able to let it go and have no anxiety attached to that and that you're only changing a few things that's really awesome for people to see who may be working on songs for a year two years and never putting shit out because like a couple of weeks ago a kid called into the podcast and was asking us about you know whether we whether or not we get like caught up while writing oh yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. and i think it's cool to put out there you know show what you're doing and show you know maybe there are parts where you're getting all caught up on it but you're still like getting over that and getting a song out in four hours yeah i uh, i i don't know how to explain it i don't know i just for me um as far as for like as a vocalist i just don't feel challenged by shit i don't <laughs> i think a lot, i like a lot of me uh has like i i had a weird transference where i started out as an athlete before a musician so i bring in a lot of that mentality into you know um performing and recording and it's like what else are we going to do? You know, like yeah. we're musicians, we're here to create. And a part of that is yeah. it's not always going to be easy. That's why, you know, we're still here doing it because we've yeah. done it a million times. We've, we've hit the walls a million times. That's, you know, that's part of the fucking love of it and the curse of it. Totally. <laughs> I agree. Are right, you, I'm doing it. Fuck it. I'm doing a fucking I know. track I'm, on Twitch. I, you've Let's inspired go. me. You really <laughs> have inspired it. me. It's like, fuck, dude. I'm trying to write a song <laughs> oh, in four hours. <laughs> you, you two are like, you are, you two are beyond overpowered and can conquer anything. We already know what you guys can do. So shit, thanks, man. you guys should not be sweating shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, everyone has those feelings and it's fucking, it's yeah. sick. It's sick that you're doing that. It really is awesome. So you did it on Twitch. You streamed it. That's where you streamed it. Yeah, I streamed it on Twitch and then I that was kind of part of the strat was to take a a couple of the the streams and chop them down just to give some people some okay. sneak peeks, you know. So the streams aren't still there. Like it just happened. No. It, okay. Got it. Yeah, I, okay. I chopped a few okay. Okay. and I'm yeah. Only two of them, only two of the streams were our YouTube videos. So I think uh, one of them is actually the single we're going to drop first. Okay. Oh, awesome. Cool awesome yeah All right, it's giving me some ideas so I, I, like this. that's I like fucking this. awesome oh yeah you know we're so uh the world of twitch is kind of alien to us because I know. we, we have not do it yeah. we don't do it we haven't like we don't watch anyone do it so it's always cool to hear what people are doing on that side of things yeah we need yeah. we need to do it i know that we need to do that yeah like this should probably be on Twitch, I guess, but we just I, oh, never yeah. did it. I think I think you guys would be would be amazing on Twitch because you have both the podcast, the show that we could watch, and also if you guys are creating together or singularly, like you know, I feel like you guys have like three to four different shows, you know, in <laughs> right. itself. Yeah. I, I definitely would watch. I know I fucking would. All right, we gotta That's figure, sick. All right, we're gonna figure it out. It, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um we're blowing it. Is but, that so hold on i got another question for <laughs> yeah, you go ahead. Uh, so do you stick to like a pretty rigid schedule because I, I noticed for myself like i mean this isn't saying much but like at the beginning of i don't know 2020 or 2020 2021 maybe i was like all right i'm gonna do one fucking instagram one super clean instagram video a week mm -hmm. you know and i just like did that for whatever until now basically and 
it I saw like a huge massive amount of growth for me mm -hmm. just by doing that like one video a week so do you, do you have like a schedule with your shit or do you, do you just kind of do whatever you feel like or how, how's that work I kind of was I kind of have a schedule for non vocal stuff the vocal stuff I because it's you know it's something I love I just try not to be too strict with it or I feel I'll just burn yeah, out yeah yeah but I think with what you with what you're saying um from from what I've noticed um I feel that you two especially because I, I shared one of Cheney's things I saw how people were freaking on it you know i knew yeah, they would. Yeah. i feel like you know people like you two and and, and all of the, these musicians that that we're homies with i think that we we have the upper hand on social media because we're we are proven to be exceptional already and this you know and i'm especially speaking of you two and i think that we all have the upper hand because we are like we were talking about with like drake and the weekend we're kind of setting the pace for what the fuck is happening with the scene so i feel like if if naveen only posts one sick drum video a week it's still a sick drum video and it's gonna fucking pop off you know what i mean so <laughs> i've tried to take that approach where it's yeah, like yeah. as long as you know it's something that's cool yeah it just whatever dude you know like with the frequency if it's something yeah. that we enjoy i don't want to turn it into like you know like like we're one of those the, the, the kids in like the content house yeah or yeah something, that's you know? that is something yeah. i will say about being kind of a irl person you know mm -hmm. like I, I don't that's why I said all right let me just do one a week because I'm like surely yeah. I can do one fucking clip a week you know I mean come mm -hmm. on now yeah I'm it's not I'm not hitting it every single day so I do think there is a good sweet spot there I think I just did that because like with myself I'll just not do anything at all you know I'll just be <laughs> like all right whatever I'll do I'll do one video and then and then I'll look at my Instagram and I'll be like shit I haven't posted anything in like you know two months or whatever so yeah. I think for me, I try to do one a week. A lot of the time after that, I got like really hyped on it and I was doing like more than that, like two, three a week. And then, uh, yeah, now I don't know, I've probably skipped a little bit, but yeah, Cheney yeah. does like one every, I don't know, three months or something. Or probably and, every, <laughs> every other month I do one. Yeah. But it totally topples all my videos combined, well, obviously. You know, it's, it's a cool thing. It's a cool, like, you know. <laughs> I yeah. mean, just having that at our fingertips, because oh, like mm -hmm. Navina said, there are people who go against that, go against how things are moving. And they're like, fuck that. But then there are people who go for it. And the people who kind of go for it and, and embrace technology, it helps them out. And I saw this happen like 10 years ago. I remember a lot of people not even wanting to do playthrough videos in the first yeah. place. Mm -hmm. And the people who did... Now we know who, we know those people because yeah. <laughs> hella people were watching their videos yep. all the time. I've I've noticed like a kind of a disconnect between the like content people and then the like band people. You know, like, uh, yeah. it seems like the band people kind of just have like their social media is just like, hey, I'm eating a pizza or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the content people are like doing really well in terms of the numbers on their whatever channel. Um, so I don't know why more. Like it's pretty few people that are in a band that approach social media as like a content person. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like it's almost like none really. It seems like. Yeah, and I don't know why they don't take advantage more because it's mm -hmm. not that hard to do one video a week. I mean, come on, man. Like I, I tell a lot of my friends thing. this shit. You know, I'm like, dude, do one video a week. You'd be way bigger. 
Like it's there's no there's no harm there. Like yeah. Just do it. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it can seem like um something hard to do, especially when it comes to drummers. That seems so yeah. hard. I mean, just to have the gear. To, to have all yeah. the gear. It does cost money. It's an investment to get into the stuff, but I think that it mm-hmm. does pay off. Like when we went on this last tour, there were people who had heard of us in the pandemic, who had heard of us because of videos yeah. that we put up and we haven't put an album out in 5 years. Exactly. We're still yeah. yeah, dude, we're so still we, riding. Like uh, the only way that we are anywhere near relevant is because we decided to do like pretty much at the beginning of the, of the pandemic we're like hey let's just hit the internet fuck it let's do this and yeah. like we haven't put an album out since then like our, our last album like you said is like five years old or whatever mm-hmm. yeah and people would come up to me sometimes at the sh- one guy actually came up to me and was like dude are you naveen from instagram literally and i'm not like some famous instagram <laughs> oh guy. no it's yeah. awesome yeah. i know and <laughs> i was like so, i was like he's like oh what are you doing here and i'm like oh i'm in this band and he's like oh shit i didn't even know that you know oh, and, I, and I was shit. like that's fucking sick that means it's working you know yeah man yeah, yeah. and dude people who have nothing to do with metal because of tiktok are hearing about metal like it's branching into the mainstream so it's all a good thing yeah, i'm down yeah man it's you yeah. it is a thing to get into i think it it has value but and it doesn't make you like cheesy because you've decided to put videos on the internet you know you don't have to like make corny videos you can just yeah, make whatever you want yeah. yeah it's just another creative outlet yeah. that's the way i look at it and like another thing that i really like about making those little videos is it's almost like making like a little album or something you know and it goes yeah. out and you get that little satisfaction of like putting something out all the time you know it's great yeah that is really true yeah i think that uh it's like a it's like um it's like a digital show and tell you know like (laughs) or like a a a digital what is like talent show what like talent show yeah that's what i was thinking about it's it's like if you if you're if you're good or you have a talent to share show it and i feel like people are they want i feel like people want to see the underdog start winning you know yeah. more and i feel you can very much make that happen <laughs> if you just support a musician who's a content creator that that's all it takes is yeah. just watching their shit liking their video sharing it that's literally it you don't have I to know. pay for shit i know <laughs> and i honestly it's think so it's easy. one of the freaking i say this all the time on our podcast like i think it's one of the coolest things ever i do know? too and, and i think it's it does separate the people who really went insane and hated you know, not being able to tour or whatever to where for me, I'm like, well, fuck, I don't know. I'm kind of having a good ass time, like just making videos. And, you know, I did have a, a job at the time, so that wasn't, you know, as fun, but I, I had a, a stable thing going on so I could work, make videos, you know, get more into the podcast and shit like that. So, I mean, for me, I, I like this kind of stuff and it's kind of, it feels at home for me, you know, and I've always been into yeah. that. I mean, as soon as I found out like oh you can record your own shit at home i was all about it you know (laughs) you're self-sufficient absolutely and nobody can take it away from you yeah you you can be in charge of your own destiny Mm. i mean i think that's something that the comedy scene has done really well they all took to podcasting years ago and now because of that i really think that comedy is bigger than it ever has been and so many comedians are succeeding and they have their own little niche groups, whether you listen to like a huge podcast like Joe Rogan or you listen to smaller stuff like Theo Vaughn or your mom's house or any of that type of shit. 
even though that's a huge podcast, I, but I it's like, like oh, I know it's like, I'm hurt. just talking about smaller than Joe Rogan, but it's like, <laughs> they're uh, a scene that I like to take example from because they've done so well at getting their, their names out there, but doing it all from home just through podcasting or whatever they can get on the internet. Yeah. It's, it's like, as an artist, you also struggle to survive and keep your art alive and yourself creating. And I feel like that's, that's what that was. I think it definitely showed who, who couldn't stand to not create and who kind of like might not just want to put in as much work as they realize for yeah. their, yeah. their, their passion. That's true. That's true. percent agree. I, so do you, have you had like a normal job recently? Yeah, I worked, um, I always told everyone on my, like my Twitch and shit, I could tell when I, when I quit. So I had, I was working <laughs> at Marriott, um, where I lived, um, like doing like security, actually. I never, only a few people know that I was doing security, like graveyard shifts that kind of sucked, <laughs> <laughs> but it was chill. It was chill. Um, great opportunity to actually just continue to work on my other shit that I was working on because it was just so slow and just, you know you, right. we all have computers in our pockets so I just put it to use when it was like downtime after like 2 a.m you know it's like nothing's happening so um I did that and then um I was working another job for like a, a, a furniture furniture and carpet warehouse um they were like they were built they were developing uh like a stage basically to do three 3d photos um, so where it just like they had a turntable on a stage that just did full full rotation and they just oh, I got pop, you. Pop, pop, oh, wow. you know, yeah, yeah. snap snap the pictures yeah, in yeah. like quick succession. Yeah. So I was helping them build that up and stuff. And then uh that's when tour came a knocking and I was just like, all right, well, back to business, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so you were doing that like for the past couple of years. That's what you've been doing. Uh, yeah, I was I was doing actually doing content full time for a bit, and I just wanted to you know add some more funds to yeah. my my project. So I picked up that job, and it seemed like tour was an opportunity. There was opp just so many opportunities with tour, and I just shifted again. I didn't really expect to do that <laughs> that that whole shift. So now I'm doing full full time content, but I'm like a lot of it's been just getting the band ready. Like I really did need to quit that job because I was yeah. like like calls like multiple calls having to be on top of you know po posting this for the tours and shit on the socials it just was like yeah it's a full-time job fucking to manage a band in any degree yeah. oh my it's god a lot. totally is we were just talking about because before we moved to nashville naveen and i were both working full-time he was doing like i don't know 50 hours a week yeah, way too with much driving and wow. i was working yeah. like 32 hours a week and brutal right now preparing for an album there's no way that we would have been able to like do the touring that we want to do and prepare for the album in the way that we want to and give it like it's fair attention yeah. while doing all of that shit it's just really hard yeah, yeah. We, we did our best for sure and it did allow us to have like some extra money to Absolutely. You know, buy all the gear for the podcast and whatever else we needed at the time but yeah, I mean, that was one of the huge reasons why we wanted to move out here. Like, so we moved out here and our costs are like, you know, way, way less. So nice. oh, yeah. I mean, now we're able to just work on the band and all the other shit all the time, pretty much. Yeah, that's the thing. But yeah. Do you, so are you after Europe? What are you guys doing? Chilling. 
oh, yeah. hanging out. I like that. I think along along the way, okay. definitely there'll be music still coming out and stuff. Sick. But by after that year of things, so like what's it like right before Christmas time? Just I don't like touring in winter. Yeah. I don't either. <laughs> it's so scary. Hundred percent. Yeah. I can I unless I can be guaranteed that there won't be you ever have that moment where you don't really get a green room and like you got the sweaty shirt on and you like have to go outside real yeah. quick oh, and yeah. to get to the van and like run and just like that whole experience like sweaty shirt cold weather will always keep me not wanting to tour in winter <laughs> dude I remember this one show in when I was in animosity and it was literally snowing outside and you know I play drums so usually you got to load out and like mm -hmm. they just took all my drums off stage and put them out in the par parking lot and then i went out there and then door closed and locked and i'm it's snowing and i was just out oh. there like wet show clothes like all right this is where we're at dude this is don't they you gotta do fight you, would you guys that. agree <laughs> have you ever had that done to you in new york they love to do that i feel like yeah, the new yeah. york venues they just dump your shit and then door closes and you're just standing there oh yeah, yeah. totally they love doing that they're like they keep it hard <laughs> there was, it real there's one there. place i remember that was on uh the, where it was the winter and it was in new york it was on that white chapel <laughs> tour that we did where we were standing out back do you remember this it was it was fucking below zero mm. and we got shut outside yeah i do remember that yeah, yeah. yeah. new york loves was to trevor there <laughs> trevor was there <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah he'd yeah. driven up for the show yeah, i remember that yeah. But now they, they don't catch me slipping anymore at all. I, what I do is I have, I put my huge coat in my hardware case. Oh. And so they're like, throw all the shit out. And then I'm like, boom, a big jacket. Fuck you guys. Dude. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, I was thinking, <laughs> es overcome especially, on tour. are you, is Oceano still wearing those like windbreakers on stage? I was the only one that wore a windbreaker. Oh, they okay. had like, they have similar, just like similar imprints on their stuff. But I, don't think i will i don't know how you can wear that shit yeah, in the middle I, of summer on stage dude that's right i don't know i just i just don't i don't care about myself <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I like i said i was a wrestler so like i'm more used to like wearing like like okay. even now like cutting weight oh, yeah yeah Sweating like yeah the out. whole cutting weight thing it's just like my my psych my in my head it's like i'm not working out unless i'm drenched in sweat yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure yeah, yeah. do you like do you work out a lot now um no i do yes and no i love hiking i've been doing a lot of just apparently when i drag my friends out they say these hikes are like pretty intense but so i think i just like intense hiking but i think okay. it's like not that hard so i've been doing that a lot um i'm not i just i'm not like a fan of just like running on a treadmill you know i just yeah, i like yeah. things yeah. where it's like you feel there's purpose to yeah, it yeah. besides being healthy even though that's important it's like sometimes yeah, yeah. i feel easier to motivate myself when it's like i just love going out in nature and exploring yeah. and it's like so I'll, I'll definitely kick my ass to get to like a cool waterfall or a cave or something but you see you're burning so many fucking calories it's ridiculous yeah, yeah. oh yeah i bet I <laughs> that's bet. that's cool yeah i, I feel that it's kind of like going to like an air-conditioned gym isn't always yeah i know it's like fuck i'm trying to like get into it dude this has been happening to me yeah. lately at the gym because in nashville it's so hot that they counterbalance it with the coldest air conditioning of all time <laughs> so in the gym it's like i'm trying to work out they've got the hugest utility fan on like over arctic. my head it's yeah arctic it's like i'm arctic. working out in yeah. alaska in the coldest month the coldest yes. day of the year I've noticed though the last few days that we've been going, I'm I'm like fucking totally sweaty though. I don't know yeah. what's up with it. Yeah. Even though it's Arctic in there. 
There's something about the humidity, <laughs> I guess, that just gets to you. But I'm like a, I like the sauna. I'm like you. I don't feel like I'm really working out unless I'm just drenched. drenched. I like that. Depleted. Yeah, man. I <laughs> love so, it. Like for a while, uh, I was like working out out back in the backyard, mm-hmm. and it's like so hot here that you could literally do like two push-ups, and you're like, getting it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I know that thick air. The yeah. air is like super uh, thick. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because Naveen's from Northern California. So before we moved here, he was like, oh, I can't wait to live in the heat. I just, that's, I've always <laughs> wanted a summer in my life. And it's like, okay, now do you like the fucking summer? No, I'm down. I'm down. Middle uh, of uh, it. The only thing I will say is, yeah, like, uh, when it gets so humid that it's just gross, I, like, that's the only thing that I don't like. It's rough. Yeah. But if you don't have to go outside... It's kind of like living in winter. If you don't have to go outside, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. yeah. Tour life can help that sometimes. That's <laughs> true. Just stay inside for a month. <laughs> Dude. And I mean, you grew up in Chicago, so you know all about just it being so fucking cold and windy in the middle of winter. It's That'll take the breath out of you. So staying yeah. inside. That's exactly what I, I have I've done. It's just tour all the way until winter and then just don't do anything outside at all until spring <laughs> then you that's reemerge kind of the, that's kind of the vibe right yeah dude that's it's totally it. the vibe yeah i did uh i had something i was i was trying to remember if uh animosity ever played with you guys no unfortunately but i okay. have seen animosity okay uh, yeah, i think you guys might have started like right when we broke up or something like that maybe yeah Okay. Okay. What year did? Well, are you an original member of Oceana? Technically, no. The band started in two thousand and six. I want to say. Okay. And I joined right like in two thousand seven. Okay. Well, that's yeah. We were still a band at that point. Believe, believe that's. I believe that's how it went. (laughs) It's been so long. Yeah, the band started like a high. Like I was not associated with anyone at the time, but it was like a high school band kind of thing, you know. So. At the point, at the point when I was joining, it was a, it was like the whole band was rebuilding out of necessity, and I feel like that was the point when, serious like serious members came in that just wanted to really turn it into a band. Like we, everyone wanted to, everyone knew that this shit we're gonna tour, you know, we're gonna try and build this shit to be as big as it can be. That was like the, the when we all knew what the fuck we were doing was about when I was brought in along with like everybody else. And so you got, so what's the lineup now? Because I know that it changed a bit since last, since like, we since toured we together. toured together. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of a freaking long time ago at this point. I think Andrew was yeah. the drummer. Yeah. No, yeah. So we, go huh? Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> um, so we've, uh, Matt came in on drums uh, after Andrew left. And then beyond that, it's been all the same. We, we, we dropped a guitarist, but. It's yeah. been everybody else the same. Okay. That's mostly what it was. We just dropped a uh, guitar. So it's me, Scott, and Chris. Okay. And okay. Matt yeah. On drums. Yeah. That's cool. So are you the only, I think you are the only member that remains from back in the day or from yep. when you joined? Yeah. That's cool, man. I mean, that's kind of how bands go, you know, especially that's in metal. Goes, it's hard to. That's how it goes. Yeah. Life comes about and. You... Yeah, it's not easy. I think. Like, I had the advantage because I just I just made that pivot in a very smooth way. Uh, pretty much just like kind of like just quit college and 
went into music, you know, I, and I wasn't deep in college either, you know, so I didn't develop like crazy fucking debt, you know, from going okay. to college and stopping. I was, it was just like, just perfect timing. I don't know. I hate owing people money. I had just a lot of things in the way I was living already as a kid. You know, I just was just like perfect. My, and eventually my mom moved to Georgia. And that's kind of the moment when I was just like out on my own. I was like, I'm actually like a musician now. You know, like, I was <laughs> like I'm like, I'm no longer, you know, bound to living, you know, under my mom's roof. It was like second album for the band. I think that's when it was just like, all right, it's, it's real now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just, just just kept staying frugal that's always the big thing just being yeah. a fucking cheap ass and uh, we talk about that oh, a I, lot yeah we yeah. we are in total agreement with you we don't yeah. like we don't owing do, anyone no, money we don't no, do debt no credit cards yeah. none of that stuff we own our our vehicles outright it's like yeah that can be a huge uh stress on life i know i look at these bands that just take on the most amount of debt i'm just like man how are you guys ever gonna make any money like, yeah yeah like, just rough it for a while man yeah, like, i know or, you know you can owe a merch bill and have a bunch of merch money on you and be like oh i think we're just gonna pay this out to the yeah, members like, instead of pay the merch company or you know <laughs> there are ways that you can just yeah. get yourself into a fucking hole with a band uh owing yeah. money everywhere so it's kind of important to be that kind of person and and not want to owe money everywhere yeah it's not definitely not easy when it comes to doing functioning a band in that respect <laughs> yeah no definitely not really not i yeah well shit, i thought man. i had something yeah i i think that's probably it but thank you so much man for sitting with us and doing the podcast and we're super stoked to go on tour with you yeah we gotta say yeah. I'm, I'm definitely hyped for that run like super stoked that it's a nine day thing Me i'm too. gonna be just spry <laughs> and there's a day off it's yeah. like how much better yeah. 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 So i was like this is fucking great i love this Let's, yeah. can we do this all the time <laughs> i like, know so yeah just we're looking multiple, to string the runs together and turn it into a tour yeah yeah dude so uh, we're all excited to do it and it's gonna be a fucking good time yeah it's gonna sure. be so fun um glad you're able to yeah, yeah thanks for having us man um so is there anywhere before we go people should go to check you out drop all your yes stuff? I would say uh, most important to me would be Instagram, which is uh, Adam on Earth underscore. Uh, I'm sure if you just type Adam Warren, it'll probably pop up uh, or look up my band, Oceano, Oceano Metal. I'm pretty sure across all platforms and uh, my YouTube, which is Adam on Earth. Fuck yeah. Right on, man. Well, hey, dude, we're... Uh... Looking forward to seeing you guys and yeah, looking forward to hearing to new, new stuff too. Yeah, sure. I'm oh, hella stoked. Fuck yeah, man. Fuck right, yeah, man. Have a good night. Thanks Adam. again. We'll talk to you soon, you brother. Yeah. All right, peace. See ya.